0: Tanya for the 8th of Marcheshvan, Cheshvan, but first the story. Reb Mordechai of Chernobyl, the son of Nahum of Chernobyl, had many visitors that came to visit him one particular time for Shabbos. And after it was over, he said he, he had a private audience with each one to say goodbye. And one of the people that came in to say goodbye to him was a simple villager. And when the... Villager came in, or an innkeeper, when the innkeeper came in, the, 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 Rib asked him, he said, tell me, what's your day schedule? What, what, what does your day look like? She said, I wake up very early, I, I wash my hands, I rush off to the, to the marketplace to get the vegetables, I then rush back to Darwin, and when Mordecai Atchinabal stopped him and said, why do you do the business first and the davening second? You should do the davening first and the business second. And the innkeeper said, it's, it's simple. If I'm going to do the davening first and the business second, all the good fruits and vegetables are going to be gone. The, inc- the farmers, they don't wait for anyone. They come extremely early. If I want to get the good stuff, I need to come early. So Mordechai of Chernobyl said, "Let me tell you a story." He said there was, there once was a businessman, and he went to wherever he wanted to do the wherever he wanted to do his business. He went to it. So this is a story in a story. And Mordechai of Chernobyl says this businessman did very well in the marketplace and he tra- and he decided he wanted to travel back home. So he took all the money he made, he transferred it to gold coins, he put them into sacks, and he started to travel on the way back. And on the way back, it came Shabbos. So he went to the innkeeper, and he asked the innkeeper that he was staying with on the way back home, he said, listen, I have a bunch of bags, could you please watch the bags for me? So he took all the... Twelve bags that he had filled with gold coins, and he also had some. Uh, uh, he had a copper coin change, and you know, tiny little coin. He he put that also into the bag. He gave it to the innkeeper and told him, "I'll come collect it after Shabbos." And the whole Shabbos, this man couldn't sleep the whole time. He started thinking, thinking to himself, "I just gave this innkeeper a fortune. How do I know it's oh, he's honest? Maybe at the end of the day." But the end after Shabbos is over, he's gonna deny ever getting it, and that's it, I lost my entire fortune. He couldn't rest, and the second Shabbos was over, he rushed to the innkeeper and told the innkeeper, I gave you money. Do you have the money? And the innkeeper was an honest man, he said, Yeah I have the money. And he brought twelve bags out and he gave it to the to the to the businessman and told the businessman, here's your money. So the man quickly rushed to his room, opened the contents, and started counting out to make sure that every single gold coin was there. And finally he could breathe fre- free. Every single gold coin was there. And suddenly he became alarmed again. He thought to himself, wait a second, there was a copper coin there too. And I didn't check. So quickly he runs to the bags and he pulls out the bags and, and, and searches for the copper coin. And he finds the copper coin. And suddenly now he's calm again. Mordechai Chernobyl turned to the, to the innkeeper and told the innkeeper like this. He said, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. as you understand, that man is a fool because the, him worrying about the, the gold coins, that makes sense. But worrying about the copper coin, if the man was trustworthy to give back all 12 bags full of golden coins, of course he's given back. He hasn't stolen the copper coin. And if the guy's all relieved afterwards because he would have imagined it being stolen, he doesn't understand the situation properly. Ramonach Haif said like this. The, the Hashem takes our soul every single day and then is trusted to give it back. And that we have no problem going to sleep and trusting that Hashem is going to give our soul back in the the next morning. But for making sure that our livelihood is taken care of, that we're suddenly worrying about. That's what we're fretting about. Monachem it makes no sense. The Tanya so far is dealing with a very nuanced topic of the Torah, essentially. And it's the Torah's exile in order to elevate the world. Now, as we made abundantly clear, the people that learn in the Zohar that Torah is somehow the tree of good and evil—that's ridiculous. Torah is the is the tree of life that we cleave to. It's absolutely perfect. There's nothing imperfect or or, or anything that that doesn't have to be uh, anything that needs to be remedied. It's, there's no evil in the Torah. But as we as we explain as we're going to explain, Torah deals with concepts of. Evil, and to that end, Torah has an association to evil, but as we're going to explain today, it's going to be to the detriment of evil because that connection is only in order to elevate it. Let's begin today's Tanya the So, the the journey of God's energy, and this again, the altar is not going to such great length about the, the that actual journey, because the real topic that we're talking about is terror itself, but the journey of God's energy, in every higher level, as the as the energy descends, the higher level is called the tree of life, and the lower level is called the the tree of good and, and good and evil. Now, of course, within God's energy it's all absolutely perfect, but in relation to its journey and in relation to the people that are perceiving that journey, it feels like there's higher and there's lower. And this idea of God's Hashem's energy, Malchus, making its way into impurity, this is the secret of exile. This is what exile really looks like. But the good news is that this exile is to the detriment of the the con of of what seems to be conquering us So when when we see in this world impurity and impurity seems to be reigning over the holiness. It's the, yes, it seems to be it seems to be that way. But it's to the detriment of the impurity because at some point it's going to be elevated and that spark is going to be redeemed. And of course the the impurity isn't going to be is is going, it's going to be gone. One quick note: this Tanya. Was isn't in chronological order. The Rebbe explains that the the letters in the Tanya aren't in chronological order author write it in a in a in a order of time. You know, one before the next. His son, the Mittler Rebbe, is the one that compiled the order. And though it's not in chronological order, it's very much placed one letter after the other letter with extreme accuracy because there's a progression going on. And we can see the the, the over here. There's a great example of it where. The previous time we was talking about the world and the exile that it goes, to, goes in and in this time we're talking about even further about Torah and it's what perceived exile etc. So we talk about during the time of the good and evil while the, like while it's in charge nowadays during exile until Mashiach comes those that are the uh, scholars, they don't have anything, and they have to rely on sustenance from people that consider a weekday. This is from the quote from the sayer that we quoted a few days ago. So during the time of exile, when the life force of Hashem, in an external way, comes to impurity, and that's where the, the mixed multitude, that's where the people that don't learn Torah get their energy from. Um, um, and this is also where the rabbis get their energy from during the times of exile and nowadays the main job that we have is elevating the sparks the sparks unfortunately are trapped and we have to go around and elevate those, tra- those traps those Sparks. And that's the reason that why we purposely pick nowadays during the time of exile to focus on the topics, of course not the Torah itself, because Torah is absolutely perfect, but the topics that relate to good and evil, impure and unpure, impure and impure, etc., Because we need to know how to do our job. Our job right now is to elevate the world. Okay, fine. How do we do it? Good. Open a Shulchan aruch and work it out. That's where the topics of impurity and purity are listed. And that's why Mishnah and Halacha is the primary focus of nowadays. (laughs) So first of all, we need, we need to know how to do it. And also, by us learning these topics, we're essentially freeing within the Torah this, these elements, this, this, this idea of pure and impure. We're able to free the pure from the impure by learning Torah itself. Kinoida using our uh chachma binada's das, and we we'll could talk about chachma in the moments. Kenoy de deraisa mechachma nafkas. Teyya comes from chachma, over chachma daika is pirinul, and chachma has that incredible power to 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 discern, to be able to, but also to um um extract and elevate the tayya itself and there's a different version of our So Taya goes on a journey, and that journey enables us. And innate, the Torah is going on this journey with purpose, talking and dealing with topics of the physical world. You open up a Torah and you deal with a cow and a donkey and the laws of a pit and the laws of a of a fence and all these physical mundane things. To what end? Why is Torah, if Torah is so sublime and holy, why is it talking about these topics? It's talking about these topics so we're able to learn the Torah and elevate these ideas. So Torah is going into exile, but it's kind of, it's doing it in order to, be the detriment. It's choosing to be the detriment of evil by us being able to, to uh, uh, um, use our wisdom and elevate it. It's such a beautiful idea. So the point is, Is Torah, does Torah need elevation per se? No, of course not. Torah, every part of Torah, the highest part, the lowest part, doesn't matter how low the Torah travels, it doesn't need redemption per se, because it is perfect. It's a tree of life, it's to God. So what's going on? Torah chooses to deal with topics that have mundane elements to them. Those mundane elements that are talked about in the Torah, those absolutely are the tree of, of good and evil. And we have an incredible opportunity by learning the Torah to elevate these ideas through our wisdom, through our Chachama and and th- thereby being the detriment to the impurity which the Torah discusses. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. and also for the success for all the Jews around the world, especially Nazi show, and for the soldiers who are defending the Jewish people. Thanks so much for joining the Tanya. Have a wonderful and very successful day.